All right. Good morning, everybody. What's up, Randy? You are first on uh, the good old Facebook. Kenny Gingras, Benjamin Tucker, morning lamb chop. Rachel with the morning lamb chop. And Tara and Nick Umrichin, um, um, <laughs> um, David Turner, Ken Mosca, Chris Bond, Stephen Lowry. Oh, my God. I, I feel like I know you guys. I, I know a, a lot of these names. Mike Checks, I think you're new and you're first on the Yoko. Ryan N., what's up? Wayne Franklin, how are you? Uh, you got the Pfizer yesterday. Right on, brother. Doing your part, right? Now you got to hear from all the people. Uh, why would you do that? <laughs> I just can't do it anymore. Why would you get vaccinated? <laughs> Not knowing anything about you. Why would you do that? Why not? Hey, oh, can you cash at me $100? Sure. What? Where do I send it, young man? No, I can't do that. I got to pay some bills. I got to get my shit back together. I got to maybe make one more comeback so I can pay down some of these bills. And then, and then, my friend, pee off the YouTube. I'll, uh, I'll cash app you $100. So keep that in mind. <laughs> he just writes fudge. <laughs> you know, something very significant happened yesterday, and that would be Jay Leno apologizing for old jokes that he did many, many years ago that no one really had a problem with many, many years ago. And now he's apologizing for those jokes. Jay Leno just threw a whole bunch of comics under the bus. A whole bunch, because if Jay Leno is apologizing for jokes he did many, many years ago that were acceptable for the time... You comedians out there, you comics, you stand-ups, you're in deep fucking trouble. Jay Leno sucks. Nobody was asking him to apologize. Oh, sorry, Pat Duffy. Yeah, yeah, he does suck. He's a great stand-up comic. He's a uh, student of uh, stand-up comedy. And uh, if you don't have the hate in your heart and you're trying to make people laugh, then you should not be apologizing for your jokes. This is really, really bad for comedy. You will see. Every time you make a joke, it's at someone's expense. So with Jay Leno, leave it alone. Are you crazy? You don't even understand the significance of that. I personally don't want comedy to go away. You're going to get all sorts of uh, comedians apologizing now because that's how this that this is that's how this begins. Then I don't know what happens to comedy because basically Jay Leno is now saying it's not okay to make. Um, make fun of uh, other groups. That's basically what he did yesterday. It's not okay, even even if you did it years and years ago when it was a different time. Oh, Richard Richardson, blow it up, oh. Well, yeah, man. I, it's scary that uh, this current generation, I don't, I don't think they understand or I don't think they want comedy in their lives. I really don't think they want it. Unfortunately, uh, the current generation always always dictates uh culture right why would you want to go through life without laughing i got a thousand somethings from pranav tawari what's up pranav comics in india are getting jailed for making jokes the situation is much worse here well that's where we're heading that's why you can't give in at all especially in america that's a perfect example this guy from india big fan of uh what i do big fan of the live streams and i believe he also listens to the Opie Radio Podcast. There you go. People in India actually get jailed for their jokes. 
a thousand funny money is what I got. <laughs> Dev QK. <laughs> it looks exciting though. When you live stream and you get a thousand somethings. <laughs> they want to cancel uh, uh, Megan McCain off the view. And then some idiot on Twitter is like, why are you even watching that show and commenting about it? I'm like, hey, hey, slow pitch. It's more about cancel culture than anything. That's why I focus on cancel culture all the time. And that's why I'm not a snowflake, not a dim, not a libtard. Because cancel culture is in my wheelhouse. So I focus on that all the time. And they, I guess she said some controversial things on The View. And uh, I guess now they want to replace her with that bore Lisa Ling. I think Lisa Ling is incredibly overrated. But I think they think they'll have a safer show if they can replace Meghan McCain with uh, Lisa Ling. And the fact is, um, if it wasn't for Meghan McCain, no one would be talking about The View. Because she says stuff on a daily basis that gets everybody talking and gets everybody heated. She gets the conflict going. You want that. You want the conflict. Here's an idea. Time to cancel cancel culture. Well, that's why I got your cancel cancel culture t-shirts at opiradio.com. Yeah, I mean, eventually, uh, as uh, someone that was close to my heart used to say, the pendulum will swing back the other way. They're going to cancel so much stuff that that's going to be where the cool shit lies. And it will move back the other way. Did you ever get hard on the air with some of the guests? Jeffrey Lee Leonard. Oh, my God, what a question. I can honestly say no. This is the weird part. So <clears throat> we went to a stage where we had a lot of, a lot of nudity on our show. And... Uh, I was always too worried. Oh, God, I'm so fucking lame. And and the sad part is when we were going through our nudity phase on the Opie and Anthony show, I was in a relationship that just was going nowhere. And these girls were, uh, you know, they were just openly flirting with me all the fucking time. But I was in a relationship. And I was younger and good looking. And I said, no, 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 to all of them. And then the other side of it, I'm seeing this amazing stuff in front of me. I'm not going to lie, earmuffs to the, to the people that don't want to hear this right now. But I was always more worried about how it sounded as far as, far as a radio show goes to be uh, really focused on how uh, insanely hot it was. Oh, is that such a lame answer? But it's the truth. Ricky Elliott, I always love the story of your relationship when you were on a cruise with your girlfriend and you hate it. It makes me laugh. Yeah, it was a dream cruise to the Greek islands and uh, the Turkish islands. And we were not getting along. And we had this trip uh, planned. And I'm like, holy shit, this would be amazing if I was with someone I, I actually loved. It was such a weird, just seeing amazing stuff. Ruins all over the place. Wine dinners. Went and saw the Blue Mosque in Istanbul. And the whole time I'm like, oh, but it's with you. <laughs> oh, another thing. Oh, this is, this is, uh, ooh, okay. Well, we got to do it though. Um, a really good friend of mine uh, does radio up there in Buffalo and he's in trouble. Uh, my friend Bull. We work together at WCMF, the, the home of rock and roll. 
under the tutelage of Brother Weez. And uh, I moved on and did very, very well. And uh, and uh, Bull also moved on and did very, very well in radio in the Buffalo area and did a lot with the Bills and stuff. And he's got a guy on his uh, show, Rob. Uh, I forgot his name because when I worked in Buffalo, he was already on the radio uh, uh, doing all sorts of stuff. And I, I believe he did stuff for the Bear Man, who was the morning guy I worked with uh, a little bit, little bit when I was up in Buffalo. He's no longer with us. But Rob Lederman is uh, a comic up there. He's been doing radio for a million years. He was comparing how he likes his toast to uh, ah, skin tones. It's kind of an old hacky bit. Um, back in the day, uh, th that same bit was done by a million radio shows, but you would talk about how you like your coffee, you know, that old gag. And he, he spun it, changed it around, and... And was talking about how he likes his toast and comparing it to celebrity skin tones. I heard this thing and I'm like, oh, Christ, you know, he's not he wasn't trying to be racist. He was trying to be funny. He's a comic. And if you're going to go down that road, first of all, I don't even know why you would in this day and age, because they will cancel you immediately. But uh, if you're going to go down that road, God, you better make it over the top funny. Um, but they're calling him out. They're calling out the show. Everyone's racist because they did that. And I believe they already got rid of uh, Letterman. It's not Letterman, though. Lederman. They got rid of him already. And I'm just praying that my buddy Bull, who's the nicest, sweetest guy, works his ass off, does a good uh, radio show. I'm just hoping that he'll skate. He's a good dude. And then I was listening to the clip over and over again. I'm like, ah, good. Uh, Bull... Bull didn't really say much in that clip. So, uh, but, you know, these uh, radio companies, they all suck and they get really, really scared. And then they think the only thing we can do is fire everybody. So I'm praying they don't do that. So I'm just surprised that he doesn't understand the world we live in. I think he should be able to do that if he's trying to be funny. I really do. But he also should realize that the world has changed. And if you're going to do that, most likely you will get canceled, unfortunately. I'm having fun. Can I just go get a, a – let me go get a cup of coffee. We'll do another 10 minutes or so. Talk among yourselves. There's no pressure here. I get up and get my own coffee. That's because I don't make money anymore. Wow, when the money goes away, the amount of people that leave your life, it's fucking stunning. Absolutely stunning. I used to have three people get my coffee every morning, and then I got to choose which one. Hmm, who do I want to get my coffee today? Hmm, how about you, young man? And then all the money goes away, and it, fuck, man. You can hear the crickets and, and the wind whistling through, meaning no one's around anymore. The only thing I want to add to the, uh, the Buffalo radio discussion, what makes me very angry is the fact that the people that point out that they heard something on the radio that offended them, they ignore the fact that, you know, uh, it was a comic trying to be funny and, you know, maybe the joke fell flat and whatnot, but they just go right to this guy's racist and, and needs to be removed from society. I think there's a little more to it than that, but no one wants to really admit that. Trying to think what else is going on in the world. The Jay Leno thing, I'm telling you, is a really, really bad thing. I don't know why he would do that, knowing uh, knowing Jay enough to know that he really, really loves comedy, really, really loves stand-up. 
and really uh, appreciates the people coming up uh, behind him. And he just threw them all under the bus by apologizing for jokes from many, many, many years ago. Now, if he tried some of those jokes today and wanted to apologize because uh, things have changed, eh. But jokes that were accepted accepted at the time, you can't apologize for that crap. I think the thing you can say, because you got some sensitive groups out there, you go, look, I meant no harm. I meant no harm. I love you. But I was just trying to make uh, people laugh. God, that sounds so fucking logical. I'm like, that sounds logical. I think I solved the, the problem. But the, the problem is no one wants to hear that. Ricky Elliott. Yeah, this is a great quote from Patrice O'Neill. The people that get offended don't speak for funny. Very, very true. Comedy's in trouble. I've been saying this for a while. I think a lot of people that are coming up today don't understand the basics of comedy. They don't understand that there's there's no hate in the heart of the comedian when he's trying to make you laugh in a, in a comedy club. They go right to that person's hateful, that person's mean, that person should be canceled. I mean, the shit the comedian said when I was coming up, Ooh, that was a new noise. You hear that? <laughs> it's fake outrage? Well, yeah, we've talked about that. Wuhan bat soup. So you should be canceled for your, your YouTube name. My goodness. My, my goodness. Yeah, I think in general it is fake outrage. But the people in power, they, they just go along with the fake outrage and they go along with the cancel culture. But the people in power are the ones that can make the real change and, and tell these people to relax. Yeah, that'll happen, right? That'll happen. Look, speaking of the Paris Hilton thing, I got crucified over something we did 10 years ago. I got a lot of death threats, uh, a lot of incredibly hateful people as they were going after me for being possibly a hateful person. Boy, does that make sense. I'm justifying my hate because you're a hateful person. Wouldn't they be the same thing? My Instagram, they stayed off the other socials in general, but my Instagram was spinning with the most horrific things being said about me and my family and and death threats and you should be canceled and we got to take the Opie and Anthony show off the air. And thank God I had no bosses to answer to or anything like that. I just said, you know what? I know this game. I'm going to have to turn off my Instagram for a little while. So, Because why would you want to just read just horrible hate? Turned it off. Peeked at it every once in a while. Went, ooh, it's still happening. Turned it off for another day or two. And uh, next thing you know, it starts slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. And now I'm back to my hopefully uh, 100 likes per sunset picture. They left. They're gone. They went somewhere else because I didn't bite and I didn't fight with them. I'm like, say all your hateful stuff, you know, because you're morally sound. You're so morally sound that you're okay with the horrendous hate you're throwing at literally a stranger because you're assuming he was a hateful person for something he did 10 years ago, but they went away. And that's what I try to tell the big companies. I used to tell them all the time, just let them punch themselves out. 
and let's go back to doing a great radio show and making a lot of money for a lot of people. But man, over the years, uh, we worked for a whole bunch of panicky Pete's. Aaron McCauley, Howard Stern is part of the left now, so they won't cancel him for shit he's done in the past. You're, you got that wrong, Aaron. No offense. Because uh, the left eat their own with this shit. We all know that. The reason why they're leaving Howard alone is because uh, they, they've tried. That blackface controversy hit him very, very recently. Sirius XM isn't going isn't gonna to get rid of him. Uh, because uh, he makes way too much money for the company. But if Howard wasn't making as as much money for the company and his and his success and his power was uh, dwindling, Sirius XM would have made believe they were morally sound and they would have got rid of Howard. It all comes down to the mighty dollar, my friends. It was told to me when we uh, got fired for Sex for Sam that we were damaged goods. And that was the real reason they got rid of us. CBS Radio at the time, they weren't, they weren't morally sound. You know, Mel Carmerson basically admitted to me years later that not only did you hurt the radio division, you were, you could have possibly hurt all the other entities that, uh, that was owned by CBS, the flagship company, whatever you want to call it, the company at the top. And then, you know, it's like a branch system. Here's your radio division. Here's Blockbuster. Here's your movie division. And he admitted to me years later that he knew me and Anthony were just an amazing incredible radio show that brought in ridiculous ratings that no one has done since by the way no one he said you uh you were damaged goods that's why we got rid of you and it makes all the sense in the world because then two and a half years later people didn't give a fuck anymore and they the same company hired us back to try to save uh save them after howard left so it always comes down to the almighty dollar these companies are have, come on do you think these companies have actual morals Opie, we're a small group, you can tell us. Does Howard Stern wear a wig? Ricky, Elliot, oh my goodness. I could say this. We had a client at WNEW. The guy looked at me and said, ah, you'd be perfect for this, but you're not losing your hair. It was one of these hair system companies. This guy swore to me and Anthony that Howard had, had the fake shit. And then we were like, oh my God. That one, I, I don't know if we ever said it on the air uh, that we that this guy told us, Hi, Sparrow! Where did the Sparrow go? Did I scare it? Wow, I got a wobbly table I got to take care of now. Let me just call one of the five engineers. Oh, that's right. I don't have that either. <laughs> oh, and I got a dog licking my butt crack. Doggy, stop. Anyway, so what's going on in your world, man? What do we got? People yelling, uh, what about Chicago? People yelling about Joe Biden and his cheat sheet. People yelling about the Suez Canal. How do you fuck up the Suez Canal, by the way? You decide to, to dig, dig, dig and make a shortcut so uh, ships don't have to go all the, way, all the way around Africa anymore. And then you make the canal too skinny. How stupid is that? Oh my goodness. Have you ever seen video of the Suez Canal and how sometimes these ships have like only a few feet on each side to navigate to get through that damn canal? And I'm surprised uh, a ship hasn't gotten stuck in there um, a long time ago. 
I'm like, why would you go through all that effort and all that work uh, all those years ago and then make the thing so thin and tiny? I think the same way about uh, the roadway system in America. You're driving down a road, right? And cars are zooming by you, coming, I mean, coming right at you, zooming by you. They're going 60 miles an hour. You're going 60 miles an hour and you're missing each other by what? A mere three or four feet. And then you look to your, uh, your right and you look to your left and you're like, look at how, how much room they had to separate these lanes. I don't understand why we continue to do the same thing that our ancestors did. Why wouldn't you make the highways a lot wider? And why are we still uh, accepting the fact that these cars come flying right at you as you're trying to go to a damn target to get some dumb shit for your family? You're getting old, Dominic S. says. <clears throat> as, I, as I do an old man cough. <laughs> I wanted to yell, how dare you, but I had to do an old man cough after reading your comment. You're getting old. What do you mean I sounded like Biden there? Biden with his cheat sheet? I love the people yelling cheat sheet. And most of us used uh, cheat sheets when we were going through school. I became an expert. My cheat sheet in some of these classes that I just didn't want to deal with. It wasn't that I didn't want to learn, but some of these classes, I'm like, this is a waste of time, stupid English. I got so good at sharpening my pencil to a point where I can make a cheat sheet as big as my thumb. And I got dumb thumbs. They're not normal. And then I was able to kind of, sometimes I would, uh, I would like glue the cheat sheet on my thumb. So all I would do is turn it over in the middle of an exam. And then I also, uh, then I also put some cheat sheets in the bathroom because a teacher can't uh, say no if you raise your hand during a test and say, hey, I got to go to the bathroom, teacher. And they look at you. They want to pat you down. I'm like, what? I got nothing. I got nothing on me, teach. And then I go in the bathroom and I dig out a cheat sheet that I hid in a stall. <laughs> it became fun to try to figure that shit out. And then the story of college. I don't feel like uh, really telling it today. Where's Vic? So I guess this guy wants to make fun of the fact that Vic Henley died. Enjoy that, Mike. You're 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 a you're a wonderful person. Yeah, Vic Henley died about a year ago. He pretty much died on uh, Carl's birthday. If you really want to enjoy that, loved Vic. He was a great co-host, Dominic S. Yeah. So it's pretty funny that uh, that asshole brought up Vic. Where's Vic? He he he's trying to rub it in that uh, you know my friend Vic Henley uh, died. Only five, six months after my friend Carl Ruiz died. That's completely insane when I think about that. But Vic Henley came to me in a dream last night. Made me very, very happy. It was uh, obviously close to when I was waking up because um, I think that's the only dream you remember, right? The one you, you're having right before you wake up. I think that's how that works. And it was so good to hear his voice. And then I realized quickly as I was waking up like, oh, that's right. He's dead. God. But I do have a funny story. I forgot to tell you yesterday. Uh, Carl came to me in a dream. He was talking to me and he goes, oh, you need to make a comeback. And I wrote, I wrote, I said to him in my dream, no. 
And then he starts laughing, that Carl laugh, picks up a big boom box that has, I believe, like, I think it might have been Biggie. It might have been Biggie or something similar to Biggie. And he started walking off, laughing his ass off, and then said this, I owe Vic Henley money. <laughs> that made me very, very happy. Bill Marchant's just yelling, doggy. Here he is. You're bored, huh? You want to get out there on the beach? He was uh, he was playing with the Mastiff yesterday. I think I told you guys about the Mastiff down the beach. Uh, he's played with them uh, twice now. And I'm very, very suspicious because there was a giant dog that attacked Doggy uh, a few months back. And the owner panicked and said, he didn't hurt him. He didn't hurt him. But this giant dog, like, just pinned down Doggy and my uh, and Doggy was yelping. And uh, I told my wife and uh, my neighbors about this dog to watch out for, you know, a giant scary dog down the beach. Fast forward. Yes, Benjamin Tucker knows the name of the dog. Uh, the Mastiff's name is Honey. So uh, Doggy's been playing with Honey the last couple days. I keep looking at the guy and I keep looking at the dog and I'm like, I think this is the dog that was very, very aggressive uh, a few months back. Can't prove it, obviously. And the owner's like, I know the dog looks really uh, scary, but but she's a sweetheart. Her name's Honey. And this thing's just growling and drooling and way bigger than my dog. And my dog's pretty fucking big. And he's pulling, pulling off this really thick rope or chain. And I'm like, all right, I guess we'll give it a try. And the last two days they've been playing. And uh, my dog's scared shitless of this thing. And, and Honey knows that my dog is just trying to get back to me for some protection. And Honey will not let my dog circle around to get behind me. But uh, they wore each other out, which is what you really... Oh, riveting stuff. How about this, Jeff? Goodbye. <laughs> why, why, why? Uh, say Drift giving me $2 uh, saying Rover better than Opie, Patrice funnier than Ed. Not, not, nah. And I don't want your $2 and I don't want you. So you're gone. Take your $2 and beat it. Wow, he gave me $2 so I would read his comment. He's gone too. Rover's not better than me. I haven't heard one word about Rover in, in many fucking years. You can't even buy a cup of diarrhea from Starbucks, Nedgy Springfield says, with that $2. First of all, uh, we can't say that about Starbucks, but it will get me ranting that I hate Starbucks coffee. Not a fan whatsoever. Used to be. Used to be a fan. Used to be when you could go in there quickly and uh, and uh, get a cup of coffee and get the hell out of there. But now you're online and they're like, you have to wait for all these people. I'll have a latte with caramel and extra whipped cream with a double shot of espresso and throw in a couple of those bagel balls. And you're like, holy shit, how long is that going to take? Then the next person, I will try your breakfast sandwich. And you're sitting there like, I just want a goddamn cup of coffee. They sell too much shit now. 
And then I think I, I speak from experience. I mean, my personal experience, I think the quality of their coffee went down over the years. I don't know. I don't know if that's even true, but I feel like that's uh, the case. That's why I think uh, the market opened up in New York City because of Starbucks just selling too much shit and the lines being too fucking long as you just want a quick cup of coffee. That all these uh, mom and pop coffee shops are starting to pop up all over uh, Manhattan. And that makes me very, very happy. They're going, you know, more old school. And they're like, you know, look, you can get a cup of coffee here and a quick maybe little, little uh, cakey treat. But that's it. We only got three choices here because we want to move the people along because we understand we're getting people that are actual coffee drinkers. Dude, this is how I feel about Dunkin' Donuts, LOL, schmuck them up. Same thing, right? You want to go in there for, you know, a cup of coffee. But in all fairness, D&D was not known for their coffee when I was growing up. That was a side thing. Somewhere along the way, they decided to compete in the coffee market, Dunkin' Donuts. So to be fair to them, they were always about the donuts and those idiots going, how many more? How many more? Four? Okay, I'll get uh, two Boston Creek. No, 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 scrap that. I'll get a Boston Creek. How many more? Four? Okay. I'll do uh, two jelly donuts. Is that it? Oh, I got two more. Okay. And then you're sitting there like, I just want a goddamn cup of coffee. Uh, don't ever tell them you want a large coffee. They get offended by that. Say venti. Or they start crying. That's first name on the YouTube. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I've always been small, medium, or large, and it does drive them nuts. You mean, you mean a tall? No, I mean a small. If that means a tall to you, then then good. We we got this. No, I I'm small, medium, or large always. Oh, I think you're talking about a venti. No, I'm talking about a large. So you figure that shit out. I just want a large coffee. Walker, Texas Ranger. Not to dwell on O and A all morning, but I always see people say Patrice would be the only one who could get you all in a room to make up and he wouldn't put up with you guys hating each other. Do you agree? I disagree strongly, you idiot. You don't know Patrice. Patrice would have been the one that would have said, oh yeah, yeah, this is over, man. We had a really, really good run, but now what are we gonna do? Let's figure out what's next. That's Patrice. God, these people that think they know the players, no offense. And I know a lot of you think you do because you listen to so many hours of the show. But Patrice absolutely would have been the guy that wasn't delusional and would have said, oh, right, this show is not the same anymore. Yeah, he would love to see white boys fight. <laughs> Nedji Springfield, I like this guy. You got my attention, man. I think you're uh, relatively new to the live stream and you're you're crushing today, buddy. That's the that's the God's honest truth. He would have loved the fact that white boys were fighting. Very good. Oh, uh, Jimbo Morrison, uh, how about the pharmacy lines with the check writers? I don't I don't know about that. I haven't run into a check writer in many, many years. I run into the old ladies that have to count out their change with their change purse that's uh, in the middle of their pocketbook in, in a compartment. So they have to open up their their pocketbook. Then they have to figure out what compartment their um, change purse is in. And then they open up the change purse and they dig it with their brittle fucking fingers trying to get the 37 cents out. And you're behind them going, oh, my God. 
Who looks for exact change when they're paying? <laughs> Schmuckamuck. Yeah, pennies are dumb. <laughs> they really are. What about Chicago? Says the person that doesn't give a fuck about Chicago. That was the last sip of coffee. Two cups and done. See you tomorrow.